Welcome, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And I am a lone guy today. My man, Jack, is not going to be able to make it. He's got a busy, busy time. We've been talking about Jack getting married for a long time. Well, it's finally happening. There's been a lot of planning, a lot of traveling for that. And uh, this guy is going to be doing it next week. And I'm super excited for him, and I can't wait to get there. Uh, so a pre-congratulations to my man, Jack. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today, you may be asking, well, I, I think, you know... I want to talk about a few different things here. Well, really just one main thing. So this is what my thoughts are. Fantasy football is upon us, okay? And the NFL season is upon us. And Madden 23 ratings have just come out. All things that I'm sure you out there listening are very, very concerned about, just like I am. (laughs) But I was thinking, why not rate some cannabinoids, right? So, you know, it's always fun to do some ratings. And that's, you know, everyone gets a hype out of it. And I always find people are asking this question, too about, you know, what is stronger, what's weaker, should I try this, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, to really understand what you should be using and why you should be using it, whether we're talking about Delta 9, THC, CBD, CBG, whatever it is, you, you want to understand the potency and you want to understand, you know, roughly what it does. And so, you know, and how it responds. And so today, um, we're going to be talking exactly about that. We're going to be talking about the potency of these cannabinoids. We're going to rank them and we're going to talk about why you may or may not want to be utilizing them. So that is the thought for today. So what I want to do now is kind of get into the science a little bit, which is something we do, you know, occasionally on this show. (laughs) So asking the first question, what is a cannabinoid, right? And, And if you've been listening, for those of you that are listening right now, and you've listened to several of these shows, um, we're going to talk, you know, you already know the answer to this, but those that, that have not been listening, a cannabinoid is essentially just a compound that interacts with the endocannabinoid system. So whether we're talking about THC, CBD, CBG, all these other cannabinoids uh, that you may be considering and that we have talked about on the show, it, it's just simply an interaction with the endocannabinoid system. Um, we know that they bind to receptors as well, mainly the CB1 and CB2 receptors. And uh, by doing that, they modulate or they they create a homeostasis within the body, right? Uh, That balancing effect that we all need in just about every aspect of our life, I would argue, right? So um, that is what a cannabinoid is. So the next question naturally is, well, what makes a cannabinoid potent or not potent, right? Why is CBD or THC or CBG or THCV, why are any of these more or less potent than the other. And the short answer to that is the cannabinoid's ability to bind to the CB1 and CB2 receptors. That's it. Typically, the stronger the bind, the more potent and the more psychoactive is uh, of uh, experience you're going to have when you utilize that cannabinoid. And that binding fit is... Um, I don't want to say created, but the binding fit is determined. That's a better word for that. By the alkyl side chains, the carbon side chains uh, that will bind into those receptors. And every cannabinoid has a different number of these carbon side chains, these alkyl side chains, right? And if a cannabinoid happens to have eight of the carbon side chains, then that is considered a perfect fit into the CB1 receptor. And when that happens, you will get the maximum amount of psychoactivity when you utilize cannabis. 
The only problem is that this is absolutely impossible to obtain. <laughs> so it doesn't happen. So there's no way that you get a perfect eight carbon chain fit. I, you know, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's not existing in this moment of time. Uh, a cannabinoid, as far as I know, that is that strong, or as far as the research I've seen. Could be wrong. Um, we also know that molecules that are less than, that have less than three of the carbon atom chains uh, are not psychoactive at the end of the day. So you have to have at least three or more between three and eight um, side carbon chains to have some level of binding affinity to the CB1 receptor and to therefore be psychoactive, right? So we also know on top of that, that there are environmental factors that can change the binding structure of, of how, um, of how a lot of these cannabinoids will fit into the receptor. So for example, CBN will degrade over time, and we'll talk about this a little bit more into, or I'm sorry, THC will degrade into CBN, which it then loses its ability to, to bind as strongly to the CB1 receptor as it had before. So a lot of, a lot of different things um, to consider. And, and so some of these cannabinoids are going to be really great for newbies, some of these cannabinoids are going to be better for the more experienced guys, right? Um, and so knowing what we know, what I want to do is go through and rank all of these, because we used to just know THC and CBD, right? And, and then a few years ago, we got CBG, and then, you know, we find CBN. And yes, these have all been discovered years ago, but when they started becoming a thing and when you can actually purchase them in their concentrated forms, if you want, whether tincture or vape, whatever it is on the internet or at your local store, was very, very recent. So what can we be utilizing in all these different like formats, right? So let's let's rank them. So that's what I did. I went ahead and I, I ranked uh, with some help of the internet and some researching that I've done per usual. Um, I went ahead and ranked a bunch of different cannabinoids that you may hear a lot about on a regular basis. And if I didn't mention any of these, let me know. Um, but I think I'm going to cover all of them. The weakest, or I should say the anti-psychoactive cannabinoid uh, from what I mentioned, I thought this is kind of interesting. Um, CBG kept coming up as this option. And CBG, I feel like has some level of, it creates some level of, I don't want to say psychoactivity, but there is a shift and it's a focus shift. And, and that's, you know, typically a cannabinoid that I will utilize during the day, and I use it every day. I actually just used it before I, I uh, recorded. And that's really to help you think more clearly. It's to help you um, just feel more grounded and more focused and, and have energy in a clean way. So a lot of times we talk about having more energy. You'll take a supplement that has a ton of caffeine, and you get all jazzed up, um, and then you can't even think straight, right? But you're, you can do a ton of a really good act. Like you can, you know, you can probably throw like, a ball like a bazillion times, but you have no ability to sit down and do a few math problems, right? <laughs> so, so that's what we're talking about, like because that is what today's uh, today's world requires is that level of of um, clear thinking and and just productivity, I should say. So CBG has been shown to help anchor that high with THC, as we've talked about. It gives you know helps you stay sober and focused. Um, and it also is the mother cannabinoid. It's the cannabinoid that creates every other cannabinoid. So it's it's got a lot of cool little features to it. Um, it has a lot of cancer 
uh, anti-cancer, I should say, properties that we've been seeing in research. So there's just a lot that um, to look at with this cannabinoid. Uh, but it is the weakest. And if that's not what you're looking for, you don't want CBG, right? <laughs> so I would say if you're looking to relax on like a Friday or Saturday night, not that CBG isn't going to do the trick, but I just find that CBD is a little bit better for that. If, if you want that instead, right? If you're looking for relaxation, if you're looking for daytime focus and energy, CBG is your guy. So, all right, beat that with a dead horse. Um, get some CBG, add it into your flour and go from there. That's my, that's my take every day. <laughs> Now, the next one is kind of a grouping, and I almost even wanted to group this entire group into CBG as well, and I almost put them in the same group, and that is all other cannabinoids besides the psychoactive ones, <laughs> which is, which is I, I don't, which I don't know how the ranking goes for the show, but um, we're talking about like CBD, CBC, CBDV, CBCV, I mean, you know, CBDA, right? It's all these other cannabinoids that are not psychoactive but have a ton of really cool properties to them and and they tend to be ranked just slightly above cbg it seems because they i don't want to say they don't have an anti-psychoactive property but cbg tends to have specifically an anti-psychoactive property like it keeps you very very grounded um i don't know sometimes cbd will have a little bit of thc in it and maybe that's why when you're getting a full spectrum product uh, maybe it would be considered a little bit more psychoactive. But in general, I do not find if you're utilizing just that, a high CBD, a high CBC or CBDV, any of these other cannabinoids, and it's in a high ratio concentration without THC or another uh, psychoactive form of a cannabinoid involved, you're not going to get high. So you can very simply do a broad spectrum if you'd like. And that will just take care of that where there won't be any THCV or any THC, I should say, but all the other cannabinoids will be in there. So the full spectrum group of all those cannabinoids won't be psychoactive, but when you put them all together, they have an amazing entourage effect. And, and that is why you want to be utilizing both. And that's why typically what I do is I'll take a tiny bit of THC flower uh, more often though, I'll use a one nugget of CBD and one nugget of uh, CBG, put them together. And that's my daytime formula for vaping, right? Um, at nighttime, uh, typically I will switch to some CBN and that is the next cannabinoid on my list, right? And we talked about that very briefly in the beginning. CBN or cannabinol has five carbon atoms in the alkyl side chain. So as you can imagine, this one's a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more psychoactive than, um, you know, the others that we may be considering with less than, than that is with the carbon chain on the side. Um, however, it actually has, like CBN actually has two additional double bonds in the carbon ring and two fewer hydrogen atoms. So that actually makes the difference in the chemical structure of how CBN is, is uh, created or made up, I should say. And the way it's formed is the breakdown. It, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's the breakdown of THC. So it maintains some of those psychoactive properties specifically because it shifted from THC to CBN. Um, this shift, you know, it's minor, but it does create a much less psychoactive cannabinoid. And so CBN has about 10% of the psychoactivity is Delta 9 THC. And so Delta 9 is our benchmark, just to be clear, Delta 9 THC for all of these rankings that I'm going through right now. Um, if you have flour, THC flour, and if you've had it for a long time, that much of that will degrade to CBN, and you will get much sleepier, even if you have a sativa, probably, right? <laughs> so, um, 
consider that if you got a lot of bold flower that then you know it's especially if it's sitting in light and all that stuff it's it's uh the chance of it degrading um is going to be higher and it'll just go to cbn at that point the next cannabinoid i have on my list is the complete opposite of cbn ironically maybe not so who knows thcv and uh, this one uh the long version is tetra hydrocannabivarin definitely didn't say that right thcv uh this one actually only has three of the carbon chains on the side opposed to cbn that we just talked about that had five and like i said before um it's otherwise identical to delta 9 thc but it has a complete opposite effects uh that cbn does cbn is also similar like we mentioned in structure to delta 9 thc um so it has this minimum number of carbon atoms on the side, but it still has about 25% of the, the um, psychoactivity as Delta 9 THC does. So kind of interesting that it's a little bit more psychoactive than CBN. Um, but my opinion is, you know, I, I don't typically feel that big of a difference. When I use THCV, um, typically in the morning is when I use it, and that's for daytime energy and that along with cbdv uh can assist with just appetite suppressant right not even suppressant but just appetite regulation making sure that i'm not wanting to eat an entire bag of dorito potato chips and when i'm halfway through that dorito bag or a quarter of the way through i have a natural stopgap that will be like nope don't eat anymore and that's typically what i find with thcv and cbdv uh which again keeps you up keeps you energized complete opposite of cbn um but a little bit more psychoactivity as well, it seems, even though it has a three side chain. And, and I think that with a CBN has something to do with just the breakdown um, of how that, you know, forms. So and just the way the hydrogen atoms, how there's two fewer of those as well. I think that just seems to have a lot to do with the psychoactivity of CBN, uh, why it's less psychoactive than THCV. The next one on my list after THCV is a similar cousin. Uh, they all are, as we know, as, at this point at least, and that's Delta 10 THC. So as the name will suggest, very, very similar to Delta 9, uh, except this cannabinoid, Delta 10 THC, has a double bond in the carbon chain shifted to the 10th position, which is the main difference between that and Delta 9. That creates all the difference in the potency. Um, which is about 50% potent than Delta 9 THC. So most users, they don't find the psychoactivity is as high as Delta 9, but they do find an increase in focus and just kind of like a boost in energy similar to THCV that I mentioned before. The next cannabinoid is one that we've talked about several times on the show, uh, and that's Delta 8 THC. And this one blew up and took over the world i'd say like two years ago <laughs> maybe it was like what, a year two years ago it's still it still is going strong uh again very similar to delta 9 thc in structure except the difference now as you can imagine just from what we just talked about with delta 10 is that the double bond on the carbon chain in this thc is in the eighth position opposed to the ninth position which is why it's about 50 to 65 percent the psychoactivity of delta 9 thc that you're going to find with delta 8 so delta 8 is always a little less uh, it's kind of like the younger brother of delta 9 we've talked about um i find i use delta 8 every day pretty much as well especially during the work week because i find that the carts you know you can find the carts really easily online they're cheap and you can get the terpenes and if i'm getting 
50 to 65% of the potency of THC, um, but I can get my Jack Herrera cart that I use for focus every day for $10, and I'm still getting that oomph that I need when and I want when I'm doing my work, then that, that absolutely is, is going to be, you know, the best way to go, uh, typically in my opinion, because I hate drowning my, my receptors also. Um, so I, I use this every day, Delta 8. It, it gives me the, the kick I need, and also the um, I, I'm able to find the terpenes and the strains that I want to find because it's so uh, easily found on the Internet. And also you can you know research the COAs and make sure it's clean and all that good stuff. So Delta 8. Um, a lot of people do, do, though, I will say they find that it's a little bit more relaxing than Delta 10. I find, you know, if you have the right strain, you can get jacked up just as much as you want to, or you can pass out. Totally up to you, um, whatever strain you choose. But Delta 8's cool. That is a very popular guy in the U.S. nowadays, at the very least. So the next one I have is one that I've been using uh, quite a bit in the past week, actually, because we've been testing it out um, from a guest that will be on our show soon, and that is HHC, or hexahydrocannabinol. Um, this is a, a more stable form of THC. We'll learn, we'll learn a bit more about this, uh, in the next few days here, or I sh- sorry, I should say the next few weeks. Um, it's again, very similar in structure to Delta nine THC, but it's referred to as the hydrogenated form because it contains additional hydrogen atoms that break the double bond, um, of the THC molecules. So it, it just, it, it's, uh, that contains that additional hydrogen atom, which is why they call it hydrogenated. Um, because of this, it is... Oh, and that's also, I think, just side note, I think that's what happens with butter, too, and margarine or something. I don't know. Random side note. It just made me think, go back to my science days, and when you hydrogenate things, I think that's what happens. Um, anyone can... If any of you out there want to wanna try and quote me on that, go ahead and let me know if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> I actually have no idea. It's just a thought that came in. Anywho, um, let's see. Talking to yourself for this long, you know, for a few minutes here without Jack, sometimes I go off on these tangents, but I'll stay, I'll stay focused. No worries. All right. So the thing about HHC, um, it's about 80% as potent as Delta 9 THC. So it's a little bit less snug of a fit, but it does give you the kick. Um, I've been using uh, a unicorn indica dominant strain. Um, it's called Unicorn Indica Dominant um, HHC Vape. And I went for a little stroll yesterday, and it was great. I brought that with me, and, and uh, it was after it rained, and it felt great. And I was sufficiently uh, feeling good at the end of my day, at the end of my walk. So HHC, really cool option if, again, uh, you want to buy something online. Um, and and maybe you're in a state that doesn't offer Delta 9, but you still want to kick. Or if you're looking to you know, like lower your tolerance or something like that. Like it, it's a nice option that you can consider. Delta 9 THC. Um, we all know that this is the star of the show. This is the the one that, uh, that, that we all talk about. And it's the most prevalent of, you know, all the, the cannabinoids. And so this is, like I said, our baseline um, for for looking at all the other cannabinoids. It is on my list here, at least the third strongest cannabinoid, uh, Delta 9 THC. And this has five carbon atoms in the alkyl side chain and a hydroxyl group that allows um, strong binding capability to the CB1 receptor. So, and then obviously when it goes to the liver, it's the 11 hydroxy 
THC gets converted to. Um, so it, it, this one, you know, we all are very familiar with this, uh, but this is not the strongest, as you can possibly imagine, or if maybe you weren't imagining this. Um, there are two others that I've had that both, I would say, are just as strong or definitely stronger. Uh, THCO is the first one, <clears throat> and this one has the same number of carbon atoms in its alkyl uh, side chain. And so the key difference here with THCO is that it has an acetate group uh, that replaces the hydroxyl group that's found in delta-9. And so th that tiny little change, what that does is it makes um, THCO the most bioavailable form of THC that you can actually ingest. And uh, it just gets sucked up into your bloodstream, and, and eventually it's later metabolized into delta-9, which then exerts its psychoactive effects. So what they find is that THCO is considered about three times more potent than Delta-9. And what I was reading is that this tends to be because it's more bioavailable, which means there's more of these components in your bloodstream, which just means there's more Delta-9 for your cannabinoids to latch onto, right? So, um, and that's kind of the point, like either affinity or, or how many more, you know, op of, like options does it have to latch on to cannabinoid and THCO significantly increases the bioavailability, um, which, which allows that to happen and why you'll get a little bit higher when you use THCO. It's also the reason why it's a creeper. So after about 20 to 30 minutes, after you take a hit of THCO, you just have to wait, um, and then you'll start feeling the high a few minutes later after it's converted to delta nine, and then after at that point when it hits your uh, cannabinoid receptors. With that being said, THCP is incredibly smooth. <laughs> it's so smooth. Um, so it, no coughing. The alpha. I mean, you can take a bazillion of those hits, and it's just like I you don't cough. So that's pretty cool uh, if you're looking for that. But it's not. It's more like you know you can find nano delta nine edibles that will hit. Um, just as quickly, it seems, as THCO. Uh, the strongest, here we go, the strongest natural cannabinoid of all the cannabinoids that I was researching. We have talked about this cannabinoid on this show. And uh, it, is a, it is a whopper, in my opinion, and that is THCP. Um, THCP kind of takes the throne by a long shot here. And early research suggests that it's about 33 times more potent than Delta-9 THC, meaning it binds to the receptor 33 times more um, than, than any other cannabinoid, than Delta-9, I should say, THC, um, which is, again, our, our baseline. So it's found naturally, both in, in hemp and you know cannabis, um, any cannabis plant, it's found naturally. Uh, but... That is one for sure um, you want to be careful with because I've used that before. And, and I will say with THCP, uh, I remember I took a gummy that was, I think, 10 milligrams of CBD and, and one milligram of THCP. And it totally knocked me down. Like, <laughs> I was like, and, and, and that was, um, I think I took two of them because I was like, oh, let me try two of these. And it, there's something like THCP felt like a very strong weight on my body. So if you're looking, if you can't sleep, for example, or if you got a ton of pain and you need something to just totally like just take care of it, THCP, you can get THC gummies. Um, you, you can get vapes now with THCP. 
uh, that will hit your receptor and, and bind very, very strongly, and, and you will feel the difference with that. So I would say that's it. I mean, th that's, that is the strongest. Uh, you can you know look at synthetics too, and we don't really do that here. We like to keep things a little bit more natural. I, I do at least because I've always found that I just feel best when I'm utilizing things that are, are natural, right? So it's also, you know, just seems to be safer always. And you never get any of the weird side effects a lot of the times you find when, when you use um, prescriptions, right? So, or any synthetic, I should say. So uh, I would say this all depends, right? If you are looking for something that's really strong because you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of concerns about pain or, you know, maybe, you know, you just, um, everything else isn't working for you, then, you know, head over to the, the higher end of the spectrum. Look at THCO, THCP, Delta 9. If you can't get Delta 9, that's the other thing. If you can't get Delta 9, THCP is federally legal. So is THCO, federally distributed, I should say. Everyone's always going to fight about the legality of it, but, um, the distribution is there and you're, you know, no one is getting arrested for it. <laughs> so, um, consider those also like myself, I typically don't go for those. I don't go for THCP. I don't go for THCO. I have, uh, the reason I stopped was just simply because it kills your tolerance. And I find that when I'm utilizing that much THC, I'm just not as sharp and when I'm just, I find that terpenes do more for me than, than cannabinoids. So some people, they want the highest level of THC. And I find when I use the highest levels of THC, I just get really like groggy and very dull. And my thinking, you know, is just like not as sharp as it usually is and, and all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> I find that, you know, using all these other forms that are less than Delta nine is really helpful because one of the things I love to do is keep, keep cannabis effective, right? Like keep my, we just had a show on this, like keep my, my high, keep, um, cannabis working the way I need it to work in my body. So it's effective when I need it to be effective. The worst thing in the world is to, to take hundreds of milligrams of THC in order to just take care of a simple pain, right? Uh, just simply because, you know, you've, you've been conditioning your body for that. So what we want to do is, is, you know, I, I would say keep your endocannabinoid system primed, you know, like use as low op, as low THC options as you can. Um, and then on the weekends, have some fun, just like how you would go out for a drink. That way you can grab a joint, you can grab a, you know, you can, you can grab a vape, you can grab a tincture, a gummy, whatever, you know, floats your boat here. And when you utilize that, you're actually going to enjoy it. You're not going to be utilize, you're not going to be taking hit after hit after hit, just trying to get high. You're going to be using it, and you're going to be enjoying it the way you did the first time, right? <laughs> so that's what we all want to do. Is what you know. Ironically enough, I think all of us, you know, who have been using cannabis for a while, you always want to go back to that first time. Now that you have, you know, your your brain the way. Uh, it, it needs to be accustomed to cannabis, right? When you're util utilizing cannabis for the first time, no one really wants to get that high because you're not used to that feeling. Um, once you've utilized it for a while and you understand how to deal with the high and how to how to work with the high, then then it, it's it's a lot more fun to to have that higher psychoactivity and also just um, I mean it, it, fun, yeah, but also just uh, effective, right? Overall. 
and, and that's what I always go for. I always go for um, the effectiveness and keeping cannabis effective. And and I think if you can do that, that is the way you want to go. Um, but if you have to, like if, if, if let's just say you want to get as high as, as someone who has access in New York State to Delta 9, but you don't because you live somewhere where you can't have access to it, um, then maybe THCO is an option, right? Or HHC. Maybe those are going to be more comparable options for you. But I would say if you have access to those, uh, try like, you know, as low THC as you can utilize that is tolerable for you and then jack that up in the weekend and that's your recreation. And I don't know, I, I find that just kind of helps cannabis stay fun and um, always, a, you know, something that is going to be effective. And that's really what we want. As soon as it's ineffective or anything, as soon as it's ineffective, why are we using it, right? Why are we even trying to use it? So that is just all strategy-based, the way you go about that. And that's why I sit up here every week and Jack and I will chat away on these strategies and what we feel will you know, be best or what works or what doesn't work. But that's all I got for you guys today. I always come on here on these solo episodes and I say that I'm not going to talk that long and I always end up doing it for 30 minutes. <laughs> every single time but i enjoy it that's why i do it guys um so i i enjoy you all too i appreciate all of you uh always we're you know again we thank you so much for the messages you guys are sending appreciate it um and the support that you're providing uh can't thank you guys enough if if these episodes as we you know typically say are helping you or your loved ones please uh share them with other people that that you feel like it can help and and also rate and review on spotify or itunes wherever you're listening to this because all that does for us is uh it, it puts our show up in the rankings and it gets it in front of more people um, and when, you know, we get in front of more people, we make this world a better place because more people are are finding out about the good uses that can be had with cannabis and, and everything they may, be, may have been missing out on, right? So we don't want any more of that. Um, I want to thank you all again. Uh, and we will, um, I think next time we're going to be back very shortly uh, with Jack and a few guests maybe. And uh, we're also going to talk to Jack too after he's uh, married and kind of recap on that. But that is all I have for the rambling today. I want to thank you all for coming back on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast, and we will see you all again next week. Enjoy the rest of your summers and uh, stay elevated. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.